This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Cheers, you guys. This is the weirdest thing. So right now, the three of us are all recording in our prospective quarantine zones. So weird. We're we're all in our houses separately. So if the sound is different, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. We're committed to doing the most random things to never miss an episode. That's right. That's exactly right. Commitment. And yeah. to be honest, like I needed it. I really did oh. need it because I am so tired of being alone. I put on like a full face of makeup today. I'm like, I'm going to see other human beings. <laughs> You're like, bitch, look how fancy I still am. <laughs> yeah, I um, today was actually my first full day working from home. Um, and it was... It was insane. I am I'm going nuts. Yeah. I can't imagine those of you guys that have been bunkered down for so much longer. It's uh, a nightmare. I think it's so funny because on our group chat, which is constantly going now to the point where like I literally had to mute it and I'm like never the one to mute it. I'm always like, hi, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I had to mute it today because <laughs> I was like, holy shit, we are bored but we are so bored. Anthony and I, like every single night, we've just been playing games. Like mm-hmm. we're playing Rummy, we're playing Can't Stop, we're watching. Last night we watched Outbreak. We were like, <laughs> "You're insane." No, but, okay, no but out- that's so scary. But Outbreak is so ridiculous that I'm like, I can't even be that scared. Okay, <laughs> you've got like Doctor McDreamy or whichever one. Which one was Patrick Dempsey? I think that's McDreamy. Yeah. 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 He's in it looking ridiculous. Ridiculous. So. Oh, my God. Well, what about like movies where somebody saves the world, though? Like Armageddon. Yeah. You, know, you know what? I wasn't as much of an Armageddon girl. I was a deep impact girl. Ah, oh, no. That came out go. the same time that as Armageddon. Not, that movie's scary. That movie's what? scary. Deep I, impact what, with Elijah Wood? Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I mean, it no, was still scary. It was like the, a comet coming for Earth or some shit. I think the ultimate like superhero person during these things is um, I always think of uh, shit. What's his name? The Rock. Whenever he does like uh, Earthquake. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. He is Earthquake. the oh. like, Rampage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He is like the go to person for disaster movies. I mean, I'd feel pretty good if he was protecting me. I feel in safe. A disaster. I do. I feel safe. Yeah. It's true. Oh yeah. my god! When Idris Elba got diagnosed, and I'm like, I'm like, could I have the most insensitive comment? I was like, do you think he's lonely? Yeah, you're like, like, I'll keep you company. Yeah, listen, come on, <laughs> dude. The Hanks. <gasps> yeah. I mean, crazy. It's the Hanks Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? 
I do have to be this person who's like, must be nice to just like afford a test just because you want to. You know what I mean? Like, because like there are so many people who are trying to get tested right now who can't get a test. Right. And yet you have right. like Chris Jenner who has no symptoms who just like went and got a test. Must be nice. I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm totally money. the n- most nervous Nelly over here because I'm like, I just flew back from Vancouver, you know, like the week before everything went real, real crazy. Everybody was a little crazy and I was Lysoling the shit out of the plane and all that stuff. But I'm like, well, I'm you like the been. one who's like, oh, totally. I'm the one who's like, <laughs> uh, am I sick? I'm like touching my head 50 times a day because I'm a freaking total psycho when it comes to thinking i'm sick all the time oh yeah i've been coughing and every time i cough i'm like is that because i have coronavirus or is that just because it's like dry in my apartment (laughs) like i don't know so yeah eric had a temperature yesterday according to his work because they have those little shitty paper thermometers what the hell is a paper thermometer they put it on your forehead or something it's like a a sticky It's like a sticky one. So, yeah, we do all this shit. I have to get all my stuff home. I inform my boss, like all this stuff. And then I tried to come home and buy a thermometer, which I couldn't Amazon to me. CVS was out of them because I didn't I couldn't go into any stores. You know what I mean? If I had been exposed, I didn't want to be irresponsible. So I'm like going online to try to postmates a thermometer that didn't work so of course the friend group came through i drove over the hill it was so funny i was like leave it on the ground i'll come get it i I came to cassie's to give her the microphone last night like anthony and i have been trying to make a point to walk which it was really funny today because we went we did our final big grocery shopping haul this morning and we like have everything now we don't need to leave at all except I'm gonna make a strawberry cake for my birthday which by the time people are hearing this will have already happened but I know I I know we're gonna have a quarantine birthday and if you if you think I'm not doing a full face of makeup on my birthday full face and dressing up don't get it regardless of if anybody's gonna see me or not uh but I I was like oh no I didn't buy lemons and you put lemon in a strawberry cake to make it less sweet And so we went on a walk today and we were like on the lookout for people with lemon trees. I was like, does someone have a lemon tree that's like hanging over, hanging over their yard that I can like get a lemon from? We did. We we found a couple of lemons. They don't look great. They don't look great, but I think they're going to do the job. But when I went to Cassie's to give her the mic last night, we walked up there because we've been trying to make a point to walk. And um, it was so bizarre because it was like I like handed her the mic. She like held open her pocket and I like dropped it in. <laughs> and then me and Anthony were standing so far away. So weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was oh, so yeah. weird. We're like trying to have a conversation and we're like so far away. And I was like getting closer to Chris and Cass. And I swear to God, Anthony was about to like pull me on the back of the shirt. <laughs> He's like, yeah. don't go any closer. <laughs> that's, that's close enough. That's close enough. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I'm just glad that everybody in our group is taking it seriously and has been taking it seriously since the beginning. You know, Um, I know we're all going to pull through it, but even just like I said, trying to get a thermometer yesterday, the amount of replies I got like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one. And just well, we have such an amazing support group here that who knows what's going to happen with 
you know, anyone in the hospitality industry like myself Mm -hmm. is getting uh, laid off or furloughed or, you know, whatever. But I don't worry at all. You shouldn't because we're all here for you, everybody. And honestly, I mean, I was just thinking about it today. You know, I was thinking about like we actually got a decent return on our fucking taxes thank jesus this year and i'm like we're just gonna we're putting it all in savings just in case like anybody needs help anybody needs anything it's all going into savings just in case and i'm like you know i think it's great because there's a lot of people who are pulling resources together for a lot of people so just like you in the hair industry i mean people are so oh yeah green it's tough man Mm -hmm. and i'm like it's it's nice to know that we we have a community of people who are are collectively there for each other whether it be monetary whether it be whatever just uh, i mean to be honest like just even like i need this like i've been telling anthony i'm like we need to set up like a weekly zoom meeting or something and i suggest that our listeners do this as well like if you have a friend group or like family that you're close to that you can't see right now set up some kind of face-to-face interaction with them because it is so vital to maintaining like some semblance of like uh, normalcy and <laughs> connection yeah, right. community right. Uh, and yeah I mean I, I've never before it's kind of makes me feel bad but I've never before like set up Facebook always has the option to do like a charity for your birthday you know or you can have people donate to a charity and I've never done it before and this time I was like you know what I'm gonna set up a charity and I'm gonna set up a charity for the for the Los Angeles food bank because there are so many people it's a great who are one. out of work right now who can't feed their kids um, seniors who can't, it's not safe for them to be going shopping and things like that. And I was like really surprised pleasantly by the response that I got fairly quickly because it gives you like a $200 goal. And I think right now I set it up like yesterday night. And right now I think I'm at like 185 or something. Nice. So that's awesome. It's and great. I haven't I, even donated yet. So it's going to go up. It's, it's amazing that like our even when I've been shopping and things, it would be really easy for people. And I know some people are just like losing their shit and like behaving badly, but I'm not seeing a lot of that. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people trying to be really nice to each other. Same. <laughs> that's same. That's the thing about humans though. That's so fucking fascinating to me is that, um, in a crisis, you really see the best of us. It's true. You know? It's true. You see the best and the it's, worst. And to be yeah. honest, most of what I have seen has been the best. There have been people yeah. who have tried to take advantage. There have been people who are doing that thing where they're going and buying up all of the hand sanitizer and all of the soap and reselling it for a, a huge markup. And those people suck. But you know what? What I've seen in my life every day going to the grocery store or like doing whatever I'm doing is people really trying to like help people out. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah so yeah and people have been super actually nice like generally nice to each other like in the grocery store like you're saying like people have been like excuse me oh do you mind would it can i just sneak back they were doing the oops. in a way i've never seen <laughs> I know. Oop, oop, yeah oop. just get just, just get by you I just want to sneak in. Did, co- did coronavirus make everyone Midwestern? <laughs> <laughs> because I've complained, I think, on this very show about like how grocery stores annoy the shit out of me because mm-hmm. like people will just like their cart is right here and then like they're right next to it and you can't get past them in an aisle and it makes me bananas. And people yeah. have been so conscious of their space and like other people's space and people have been so Mm -hmm. kind as far as I've seen for the most part to grocery store workers and things 
Yeah. It's great. I mean, you know, that part of it, they're working so fucking hard and they're exposing themselves every fucking day. Um, yep. You know, so uh, you got to be kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No joke. Well, and um, the one thing that I always think, too, that I love that my parents have said is that you keep charity close to home. And I think that's reiterated by like how our friend group is like helping each other out. And so if you're connected with people in your community, reach out. There are little ways that you can make a difference to change someone's day or change their life. Um, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's- Speaking of heartwarming things that are happening during the coronavirus, I just saw uh, somebody posted something about Christmas lights. People are like re-putting up their Christmas lights. So, oh my like, God. People around and like see the Christmas lights. And you guys know cool. exactly how I feel. You're flipping. I know. This is perfect. About Christmas lights. I, I've I heard actually people saw say that. And I would do Christmas. <laughs> I, I, I saw that and I was actually thinking, I was just like, maybe I should put up Christmas lights around the house. Like, I think in the living room, if we just cover the living room with Christmas lights, there's something about Christmas lights that just make you feel happy and like cheerful. Yeah. You know, I'm like, absolutely. Maybe I need that. I think it's sweet. I think it's really cute that people are doing that. The one that got me is the the penguin <gasps> loose in the aquarium. Oh my I was God. like, can't I cannot with that fucking shit. It was are you kidding me? So I was cute. sobbing. Oh my God, he was so cute. You just look at it. <laughs> he was so excited looking at all the fishies. Oh my God. I need that, that in so my cute. life. Oh my God, I need that in my life. Yeah, okay, I like this. I like that we're talking about like things to be like excited and happy about. It's a refreshing yes. change from what I've heard. What Something yes. I'm really excited about and happy about is spending so much time with my cats. <laughs> my cats are so happy. Like they're so happy that I'm home. And they're just and like the Anthony and I are both home and they're just like the cutest like, cuddle muffins. They're so happy. I mean, and Anthony, too. I'm getting to spend like way more time with him. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, that guy. the cats are great. Um, I saw this. I no. saw this beam where it was like this dog. It was like your dog. Oh, my God. You're staying home. Oh, my God. I love it so much. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And then it's like the cat. What are you still doing here? Why are you in my space? Yes. I genuinely think my cats are happy I'm here, though. No, I, <laughs> I agree. think they're happy. Yeah. Um, they're all up on my work from home stations. They're like fucking with shit, knocking shit over, but in a loving way. Okay. So, um, what else? What other good news have you seen out there? I, I actually, today was the first day that I really didn't get a chance to look at any fucking news at all. Yeah. Congratulations. Which may, good for may you. account for the fact that I, am not I haven't cried no that's not true I did cry once today um my boss is v stressed yeah. so yeah he got he got me once but um tough times yeah uh, that's less than my usual three that I've been knocking in every day so being on your period during a mm. quarantine uh I, I did panic buy tampons today I was like I was like, I might need the. I, like, I I hope we're not in quarantine by the time my next period comes along because it like just ended. But I'm like, right. What if we are? <laughs> what if I can't find tampons? <laughs> I but I was just ending mine last time we went to the grocery store, and I got like extra tampons. I even got pads just in case. I was like, dude, I stole pads. I stole pads. I stole not from the grocery store before anybody like, gets an what? idea. No, 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 no. I'm not admitting to theft. I mean, I am, but not in that way. 
I had to go in on Monday, like into the office because my work laptop wasn't working. And so I had to go like have them fix it. And I didn't know where I was going because it was a different building. And so I went, I was like trying to find it on the map and I'm terrible at maps. So I went up to the second floor, even though that's not where they were. And I was like, I kind of have to pee. So I went to the bathroom and on the counter they had like yeah they had like pads like emergency pads and i was like i'm gonna take like two of these amazing (laughs) yes take 20 yeah i'm like i'm gonna take i'm I'm like eat eat the rich steal from corporations (laughs) and they're shitty anyway i'm like walk out with a computer corporation like a full two and a half inches thick it's like wearing a diaper I could show you guys right now. So something that we're trying to do right now is um, we will see if this works. If it works, you guys will see it. At least if you're on Patreon, you'll see it. We're trying to record our long distance uh, or video record our long distance recording right now uh, so that we can share this with you guys. since It's a completely new experience for us. But I could go show you. It comes in like the thickest cardboard like <laughs> so box, like a, a super thick <laughs> box. And I'm like, you guys can afford to get some Tampax in here. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is this is a name brand kind of company. You're like pads. You know, these the days are like uh, like a millimeter like thick. You know? Yeah. yeah. And they're made out of like space foam. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I have these new always with memory foam. <laughs> so My vagina fits so, exactly where it did before. Oh God. <laughs> They're definitely emergency pads. Yeah. They're yeah, emergency yeah. pads. Hey, we're in an emergency situation. Right. So Yeah, if we end up quarantined for two months, count on me wearing those diaper pads. Do you know what my dad told me to do today? My dad's advice to me. Well, first of all, my mom and dad both said that I should pack everything up, including my baby brother, and come back to Ohio. No, thank you. Because you cannot travel, dude. There. No, no. No, no. We can grow things here, too. Sec- second thing that they said my dad's like you should buy a bunch of flour and sell bread and pasta out of your car oh my (laughs) god (laughs) honey i'm like let's hope it doesn't come to that (laughs) you know what look i do know how to make sandwich bread i can do that so if that is my role in our new post-apocalyptic america (laughs) i'll accept that i i accept it keegan Let's start an apocalypse bakery. Like I'm a hundred percent down. How are you guys about baking over an open fire? You guys better start Ooh, that. Dude, I've been watching that 1700s oh. guy. Uh-oh. You're I'm prepared. Fucking set. You're prepared. I'm ready is what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. You're so prepared. You know what? I should actually try it on my balcony. I'm like, can I bake on your bread? Balcony. On your That's all I have. I'm not trying to go downstairs. Okay. I'm not trying to expose myself. But I'm like, <laughs> on the balcony, oh can, could I put a grate down, put some fire underneath it? How long would it take bread to bake? Probably a long time. I don't know. Dude, we got nothing else to do. <laughs> Let's test this shit out is what I'm saying. I, I am. Listen, you know me. You know how I've been about baking lately. There will be so much quarantine baking. There if I can get my bread. hands on flour and sugar, there will be so much quarantine baking while I am here. Because your new movie. Oh there God. will be. I'm going to gain like 50 pounds. Uh, oh, yeah. 100. Summer bodies are canceled. OK, they're canceled. <laughs> totally. canceled. We're not doing that now. I mean, I- that is the name of the episode <laughs> because I legitimately <laughs> believe that in my heart. It's like I just needed an excuse. <laughs> 
to eat what yeah, I wanted. I mean, maybe and this maybe, is giving it to maybe me. I'll fit into my wedding dress. We'll see. We'll I see mean, what happens. Let's be honest. I can't even order like there is no meat to be had. I can't find shit. I couldn't find if any you go meat. if you go to the store when they open. There was everything this morning. So I went when they opened. Still then, I got there 10 minutes before the grocery store opened, stood in line. They went through and fucking counted people. Wow. Because they were only letting in 50 at a time. I was number 41. So I got in in the first wave of people. Uh, But if you can go, like if you can be in the first wave of people when the grocery store opens, everything is there. Like I bought steak for my birthday because I was like, I want something special on my birthday. So I got that and like stuff to make a birthday cake, like everything that is still available is there. Now there are things that are not available. Like a lot of canned goods are just not there. They just don't have it to restock it. But I mean, there is to the store twice and I cannot find potatoes. Oh, Do you know mine how had, fucking pissed I am? I bought a bunch of potatoes today. I will give you some potatoes. Like, honestly, because there was a bunch at the grocery store this morning. So I bought some. I will give you some potatoes. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to wake up early tomorrow and I'm going to do my last because I did one last week. And so my pantry staples are good, but I'm going to go super early and try to pick up produce and toilet paper. I'm down to four oh, rolls. Shit. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I have. I'm gonna have to go steal emergency pads. Oh, no. <laughs> Just to wipe with space diapers. Oh god. Oh no. Oh my god. I'm gonna do what? Uh, who sent that in our group chat? The guy that uh, hooked up the shower oh, nozzle yeah. to his toilet for the makeshift bidet. <laughs> you know what? You're home. Just shower. Right. Just shower. That's- <laughs> Honestly, just <laughs> get in the shower. Quick rinse off. No big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. This is where we are. Oh it really God. does feel. This is where we are. I thought are. it was so funny in our in our Facebook group when someone someone posted like, hey, it's officially time to figure out if that guy you're dating is apocalyptic warlord material. And I was like, first no. of all, I'm the warlord in this relationship. Same. I'm the warlord. I'm the captain. 100. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm the captain of the ship. And it changes relationship to relationship. Okay. But like for Anthony and I, it's me. If if one of us has yeah. to lay down, like who has to be executed in this world, it's me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time yeah, we yeah. watch The Walking Dead, he's like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "No, you have to leave that person behind. Dead weight. Goodbye." Yeah. It's we're yes. we're living in different yes. times. <laughs> Hard choices need to be, Must made, be made for sure. Moving on. <laughs> By the way, this is my worst date. I'm Christina. I'm, I'm Keegan. Oh, <laughs> we don't know because we can't look at each other. Really, it's I know weird. it's weird. Sorry. You get you the go gist. first. I'm Keegan. I'm Cassie. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Crushing. <laughs> we do have patrons this week who have given us their hard-earned money. Um, I think it's for the Love is Blind. I think so, too. Content that we did. It's awesome. Want to say what's up to Kelsey Goyne? Yep. Go in. Thank you so she's, much. She's a friend of mine Go in. from, uh, oh. from <gasps> high school. Yeah. Hi, Kelsey. Yeah, and Cat. What's her last Gronick name? Gavornik. 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 I got it. Thank you so much, ladies. We really appreciate it. Um, I think because we're self-quarantined, we actually might do a good job of putting up a shit ton of 
bonus content. I hope so. Because we don't we don't have dick all to do and neither do you. So get to our Patreon. Exactly. You'll get to see lots of quarantine. I was actually thinking you, we should all do we should get on our YouTube and do like a YouTube live like Q&A or something like we've got time now, yeah. you know, like <laughs> we should hey, do that. Fucking man. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, fuck, Mary kill. You guys mentioned before we started recording. You should do is super he- like those disaster movie heroes. Yeah. yeah I Have we yeah. done the rock before? Because that's my disaster hero guy. We we did the rock when yeah. we did the rock formation, which was Kid Rock, Chris Rock, The Rock. Uh, right. But this I, is different. It's a different. It's, it's and I, I like feel this. like you have to include you have, you have to include to. the rock if you're going to do disaster, disaster. movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my picks: The Rock. I'm going Bruce Willis, man. Good call. I, I don't want to close my eyes. I I don't want to fall asleep. But I miss you, babe. I just miss you, babe. And I don't okay. want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Let me think. Okay, we're talking heroes. Right. I could I could make it real weird. I think I should make it weird just so we have like heroes just for one day. Uh you know what? Morgan Freeman was the president in Deep Impact, I'm pretty sure. So mm. we're gonna go with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I love Morgan Freeman so much. Mm. It's like weird how much I love Morgan Freeman. He's kind Freeman. of a bad and, guy. like a wholesome way he's kind of a bad guy in um outbreak i was not expecting that i'm not used to seeing him as like a bad dude he's god yeah that's literally in like however many movies yeah he's always god or the president as it should be because he has a very commanding authoritative (laughs) voice and i appreciate it and calming yeah i want him to read to me i want him to be my grandpa yeah i like it i actually Anytime he opens his mouth, even if it's to ask like what kind of bread I he should use for grilled cheese, I'm like, I'm I'm comforted. I feel yeah. safe. I feel taken care of. Yeah. I feel like things are gonna be okay. That's right. That's right. I, are I'm you gonna, gonna marry I, I, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I'm gonna marry Morgan that, fucking that's Freeman. Happening. You're so funny. It is happening. I just Anytime I hear him, I might actually like when we're done with this, I might just watch Shawshank Redemption oh. just to It's on Netflix now. They just added it to Netflix. Uh, Very Morgan exciting. Freeman's voice is like a big hug from the universe. Yeah. It's the most perfect comforting voice. But you know what? I'm going to marry him. I don't I don't know if I want to fuck that voice. <laughs> Same. Do you know what I mean? No. No. But but you have it, to fuck him if you're going to dead- marry him. No, you don't. It's going to be a dead bedroom <laughs> situation. Dead bed- I can't think of fucking <laughs> Morgan Freeman. No way. No how. Are you going to have a separate beds? Kind of like two twin beds? Yes. You said or are you going to take it medieval and have separate bedrooms? You can go straight oh, medieval. I'm going to Melania Trump that shit. I'm going to have a separate wing. Come on. You're like, I like you, but I don't fuck you like you. So, no, exactly. <laughs> no. He can fuck other people, but he we are here for each other in a emotional way. Yes, wow. I understand. It's a marriage that works emotionally. And it's okay because not physically. I'm assuming you're wait, I should not assume. Are you going to fuck the oh, rock? I'm, I'm going to fuck Bruce Willis. <laughs> I have always had a crush on Bruce wait. Willis. Are you kidding wait, me? So you're going to kill face? the fucking I was rock. so surprised. You're going to kill the I rock? Am, I'm, I'm going to kill the rock. I don't know how he's big and strong, but I'm Bruce Willis all the way. Come on. 
I'm gonna hang up. How do I hang up? <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. I will quite literally walk out. I will walk out. Um, I'm sorry. I've thought Bruce Willis is sexy since Die Hard. Yeah, no, he since is. Even before that, you he's married, so hot. You married into a sexless relationship to kill The Rock? I don't even know. I, she makes a good point, know. honestly. I've, she does. I mean, <laughs> and like uh, Bruce Willis, he does have like a sex appeal. This is kind of going off on a side thing. But like what happened to dudes being able to be like bald and still hot? Because like that's a thing we a don't do now, like, at all. Two of these Amen. guys are bald. Two of these guys we're talking about are bald. And they're yeah, hot. but I mean, even when Bruce Willis was like, like now Bruce Willis, it feels like he's bald by choice. Like he shaves his head. But even in like Die Hard, he was balding. And it was like fine. Yeah. Like everyone was just like, yeah, it's fine. What happened to that? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. It's just something yeah. I noticed. I'm like, Not after the 90s, off, we were let's like. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's Bruce true. Bruce Willis can pull yeah. it off. You know how I feel about bald guys. Yeah, you, yeah it's we do. true. Again, it's true. with yeah. you dating like the most guy with like the most yeah. hair who's not yeah he's go got a full wall of hair soon. yeah yeah i love his hair <laughs> <laughs> so i think that i know what i'm gonna do i am going to okay. i am going to marry the rock because doy he's fucking hot i could feel like he's smart i could carry out a conversation with him he is gonna save me in this apocalypse he will he's gonna bring yeah, a helicopter as- in Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we discussed uh, in our last rock formation when we did this before, he makes no secret of the fact that he likes going down. Yes, that's going to be good. He's a it's fan. So I do good. feel bad. You're like, I feel but guilty, I, but <laughs> I just think I just think Morgan Freeman, if he makes it through the apocalypse, like people would elect him leader because he's so wise, and I would get to be the leader's wife. You, yeah, you would be queen. You would be queen, yeah. whereas the rock would, would be, be muscle. Like he's not going anywhere either. He would. Like he's gonna no. exist, and like you'll be fine. You'll be set up like as the rock's wife as well, but you won't be the leader's wife. Yeah. I'm Let's be clear. That. I do think all three of these people would actually make it through. Yeah, hundred percent. And I actually think that you would make it through with them if you were their partner because Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman, it's going to be more of like an intellectual, like he's going to take you through, right? He's going to find a way out. Like diplomatic. Right, yeah. but He actually might find the cure. The, yeah, yeah. He's going to do that for you. But Bruce Willis and The Rock, are gonna helicopter they are going to shit. physically protect you. <laughs> like, you will be <laughs> well, safe. I am going to physically fuck bruce willis because he hot i agree he, he hot. is hot mm-hmm. and i am going to friend i'm looking at you christina friend i'm gonna friend it's happening you can't tell me not to oh yeah because Fre- no one can kill, kill Fre- you Morgan absolutely Freeman. cannot i think you that- can grandpa him yeah that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna friend him <laughs> i'm gonna grandpa your husband <laughs> christina <laughs> it's understandable it's fair it's fair it's It's what must be done um so i think i am actually going to and i'm surprising myself a tiny bit here i think i am going to marry bruce willis there's something fucking i fucking knew it yeah i don't know there's something about him that just seems very mature it feels like Mm -hmm. uh, anthony just walked in the room so now i feel uncomfortable having this conversation anthony peek in say hello awkward say hello Hi. Let's see Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. 
But but yeah, there's something about Bruce Willis that I'm like, I feel like he <laughs> I I feel like Bruce Willis, okay. I feel like there's something mature emotionally about Bruce Willis. Like I like the way that he handled his breakup with Demi Moore and his relationship with Ashton Kutcher. I'm like, this is good. I think you're a good dad. I think that you are like emotionally mature. You're going to treat me like an adult. Um, You're going to help me through this apocalypse, but also you're going to know what I'm capable of. You're not going to have to like carry me through it. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's not, he's not going to baby. you. That's right. But he's gonna expect like a partner. That's right. He's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I might save I him agree. once or twice. It'll be like a good give and take mm-hmm. relationship. So I'm gonna marry him. Yeah. I am going to fuck the Rock. Cause yeah, because he's the Rock. Because I mean, I'm kind of jealous of the two of you. If I'm honest, <laughs> you chose. This I want to fuck the you Rock chose too. This, you chose this Barrett or whatever. That's true. Bartlett or whatever I, his name can is. Barnett. I like uh, hit hit up r- the Rock on the side. <laughs> Morgan Freeman wouldn't mind. You know, he's, he probably wouldn't. He's tired. His bedtime is 8 p.m. He's like, it's fine. <laughs> he eats it's dinner actually at five. What you do after 8 p.m. is your business. And he'd say it in that voice. Oh. He really would. Morgan he Freeman. really would. Yes. Okay. Yeah, mm. that's fine with me. I'm I'm willing to share. That's okay. I mean, it's Cassie's husband, so you have to ask I mean, her. But <laughs> I don't feel well, weird about this at all. It's totally okay. Now... Here is the point where we usually take five. Okay, so let's and- do that, but let's bring our guys in and do something for Patreon. Okay, then the guys Ooh. need to come in because I am going to. Um, I'm actually going to go refill my beverage. Oh, Chris is so, okay. Me. Yeah, and yeah, I probably yeah. have to turn on the lights and because the sun's going down and stuff. So okay, okay, and so we're going to take five and come back with stories. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So I'm going to start us off with stories this week. This is one that we actually got quite a while ago that just like popped into my brain because uh, I never saved it. It was on our Instagram. We literally got this like middle of January. Oh, so yay. sorry for never sharing it. Uh, we are doing so now. Hey, ladies. So I have not a bad date story, question mark. Or maybe you can count it as one, but although it doesn't turn out well for me in the end, I still think it's one of the funniest things to ever happen to me. So I dated my first girlfriend for two years, and for our second year anniversary present, she got me tickets to Carl Barron Live, who in Australia is a well-known comedian. Look up his stuff, because if you ever wanted to know how Aussies live, he talks about it. Nice. So, yeah, which I definitely do. I want to know how you live. Um, so the show was about seven weeks after the anniversary and unfortunately a month after I got the tickets my ex and I broke up doing the whole let's try to be friends because ex likes me as a person and wants to keep a strong relationship which for the past six months has been pretty much a friendship anyway Mm. me if yeah I mean we all know that right Yeah, we've all been there we pretend that we actually liked that person as a friend when we were like, eh. Well, I mean, maybe you did like them as a friend, but like your relationship portion of it was over. Yeah. Like completely over. I you dated know? a guy like that where I was yeah. like, yeah. Or I mean, I, yeah, I have an ex who like, if he wasn't my ex, I think we could be friends. Mm. 
but because he is my ex, we can't be. That makes you sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But if if we'd never dated, we'd probably still be friends, you know? Um, and then in his perspective, he says, if you going along, uh, might change, <laughs> she said, he says, basically, I thought that she might change her mind if she went along. Mm. So yeah, that's not a good mindset to go in on. <laughs> so I decided to still take her and see the show. And that was the last time I saw her for several months. Cut to the new girlfriend. She doesn't know the Carol, the Carl Barron story. So for Christmas, she decided that it would be a great idea to get me tickets to see Carl's new show. <laughs> Second girlfriend to get him tickets to the same guy's show. Hey, you like what you Except like. For, <laughs> you like what you like. Clearly, you wear it on your sleeve. They know it. It's that tattoo uh, you says, got. <laughs> that giant. It's one yeah. one forearm says Carl. Carl. The other one says Barron. Yes. <laughs> And he says, set for April 2020. See online for more details. <laughs> nice. Are you getting paid? I know. You might be getting paid. I know. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm definitely checking it out as soon as we're done here. Yeah. Yeah. You should be on his PR team. I held back my laughter. Wait, is this story so from excited. Carol Barrett? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's his alias account on Instagram. <laughs> He just had to get on my worst date, like obviously. Oh, he's been really trying to. He break needed into the exposure. The <laughs> he knows. He knows we're big in Australia. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> or he's trying to just break into the United States. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I held back my laughter and was so excited that I would be able to see Carl without the awkwardness of having the ex there. I go to my cousin's place to continue Christmas, and the second I mention the gift I received, my dad, brother, and cousin all start arguing over who will get the free ticket. <laughs> so he's basically saying that like because the last relationship broke up, that this relationship is going to break oh, up because she got him no. tickets to come to the show. Awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we all have a laugh and that's the end of it until last week where I was promptly given the flick from my girlfriend <laughs> and although she wanted to come with me to the Carl Barron show I told her that her ticket was sold to the highest bidder as soon as things broke off oh shit <laughs> he's like we're not doing that again yeah no we're not doing that again also maybe like a different comedian <laughs> like it yeah. seems like it's like a jinx i'm not one to be that's exactly superstitious, right once, but once bitten twice shy that's right yeah that's right i never knew what that meant i always heard that in the george michael song and i was like what does that mean it means that don't go see carl Barron with a <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> more than once <laughs> never oh my gosh uh <laughs> My cousin's wife snagged the spot, and although the pain of a breakup is coming in and out through the days, I still smile every time I think about fucking Carl <laughs> and what is now known as the curse of fucking Carl Barron. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also got drunk over the weekend and wrote in his fan mail the story and said the fucker owes me a beer and a photo. <laughs> Absolutely. I need an... I need an update because this was in January. Did he respond with a beer and a photo? Yeah, absolutely. Also, I really hope he did. I would have. Also, I would have too. Yeah. I'd be like, it's the least I can do, clearly. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Also, the ex has been reimbursed for her ticket because that's fair. I am now talking to the first ex about the story and she is sorry... 
to have been a part of it, but still finds it funny. Wow. Sweetheart. All right. Well, I'll go second. You you got it? Yeah, I'll go next if you want. Yeah. Sounds good. Oakley Doakley. Oakley. All right. (laughs) All right. This one is from one of our favorite places, Single Society. Yes. (laughs) I love, love. Okay. One dreary afternoon, I arrived at a local sushi spot to meet Neil, a beguiling gentleman with a nicely sculpted physique whom I'd been chatting with via Bumble for the greater part of a month. (laughs) Beguiling. Right? Wow. uh, Neil worked uh, in finance along with every other dude in New York City and could never commit to a date because his job was simply, quote, too demanding. But alas, a date was set. Upon arrival, I was pleased to see Neil's physique appearance uh, or physical appearance was indeed every bit as enticing as his profile. But I was slightly taken aback by his venue choice. This sushi restaurant in particular looked more like a takeout joint or someplace where you would just pop in and grab a quick cheap lunch in the middle of a workday. It certainly would not be my first choice for a first date, but I digress. Well, I'm going to put a pin on that because I've had to pick a bunch of places when I was dating. And I do think that there is a correlation between how excited you are for a date and it it shows with the place that you choose. You know what I mean? So like, if you pick I, a place like this, what is what are you trying to send? Like, what's your message here? I'm I'm saying like I I don't have anything else to do on a Wednesday night, and I'm <laughs> caught up on Shit's Creek, so I'll go out with you. Well, yeah, but this is the thing is that he picked this place, and he has been like, oh, it's been so hard for him to get set up. So fine, this is that's, like finally. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. He's saying to her is just like oh. people, and you've said this before too, where it's like people will tell you. Yeah. They'll show you that you're a priority or that right. you're important or that they're excited. If they're right. excited about you, it's not about expensive, but they'll choose something unique. They'll put some thought into making a plan. Right. Um, this does not feel that right. way. That, that's exactly it. Because to me, I'm like, okay, it's a hole in the wall place. To me, that doesn't necessarily say that it that he didn't put thought in it or that it's not good. Because sometimes people like they'll take you to somewhere where you're like, oh, this is really unassuming or it doesn't look expensive yeah. or whatever. But it's like one of those like, oh, you're I know it doesn't look like much, but trust me, it's amazing. Exactly. You, you know, will, like. Right. Oh my god! This is actually the best sushi. Like voted hole in on. the wall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So. But if it was just like I'm gonna take you to Subway, then I'm like, sir, <laughs> bitch, we ain't eating fresh tonight. <laughs> no, no, not not today, not sir. Like, not today. Uh, well, just right. take a six inch spicy Italian on <laughs> on the honey grain or whatever. <laughs> All right. We posted Mm-mm. up in a... Not in these times. Not in coronavirus times. Do not take me to a subway. No, I don't think no, so, sir. No one wants that twice-touch meat. <laughs> oh. Damn. Damn. I don't care how good of a sandwich artist you are. Damn, if we didn't already have a yourself. for this episode, it'd be twice-touch meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we posted up in a booth 
by the window, and as the waitress approached, Neil immediately whipped out a creased piece of paper from his wallet to present to her. Neil had a Groupon deal for unlimited sushi <laughs> dinner for two for $18 per person. Oh my listen, God. Listen. Dude, during these listen. times, that sounds like a fucking party I, that I want to go to. <laughs> That's because you've been well, stuck I mean, at home. This is not a normal party. <laughs> Bitch, you've been stuck at home too long. I'm like, $18? No, no. Listen, I like a good deal, first of all. First of all. I like a good deal. And also, as we are heading into like post-apocalyptic dystopian <laughs> times, you need a resourceful dude, okay? Like you need somebody. He's he's keeping his resources close to the vest, Listen. all right? I'm willing to be convinced. I'm willing to be convinced. Oh That's all I'm saying. Is coronavirus lowering our standards? It's changed yes. us. It's yes, it is. Us. Yes, it is. I'm like... How much can you stretch a dollar? Ladies. How far can you stretch it? Ladies, it's no it's longer a red us. flag. We are all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, but I don't know. Can do you know how to siphon gas? Because that's a huge like I, that's a that's a plus. I'll take Let's it. Let's talk about your pickling skills, sir. <laughs> <laughs> how are you at a sewing can you can? machine? Hand hand cranked sewing machine. All right. So Though I thought it would be a li- it was a little tacky, I had to remind myself that dating, especially for men, can get quite expensive. So any efforts to make the process more economical should not be subject to judgment, especially from someone like me who carries a twelve hundred dollar handbag but makes rent by the skin of her teeth. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Uh, Says we've been it. there, dude. We've all done that. We've all done the Same. treat yourself purchase. Same. And then we're like. We're sitting there like pinching pennies to come up with rent. You're like, how I many mean- quarters do I have? Mm. Overall, the date was relatively pleasant. Perhaps I've had better, but I also have had worse. At the end of our mediocre all-you-can-eat sushi meal, we decided to make plans for the following week for a second date. But again... Hey, it was all-you-can-eat I mean, for $80. I'm like, where is this place? I fucking Manhattan. love sushi. <laughs> Manhattan. I make them like... I mean, it might be worth it for me yeah. to drive to Manhattan from no. L.A. Maybe just Manhattan. Unless the story sushi. ends up in the hospital. Okay. Is this story going to end in the hospital? Because it might not be worth it, Christina. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> $18 for fish? <laughs> I'm worried. Yeah, it's that's New York. true. I'm worried. I mean, they're close to fish, you know. So, but again, Neil's job proved entirely too demanding to commit to a date after several weeks of setting a date postponing the date canceling last minute then starting the process over again i had had it i gave neil a piece of my mind informing him that many people have demanding jobs and families yet still manage to not become a complete slave to their work who who has the fucking time? Like literally, who has the also, time for all that rescheduling and doesn't. shit? No, no. We have one life to live, and I swear to God, this is always, always, always true. Is that you make time for the things that you want to do? Yeah. In you other words, do. she says. In other words, you're not that important. Yeah. Yeah. After exactly. telling him I was sick of being incident and indecently blown off at the last minute i got ready to erase his number and move on with life as usual and then he sent me this nugget of gold it states oh honey oh no quote my life is never ending 
I basically sold myself to a company. I'm slow. Uh, I'm going to show you something. This is something I'd like you. I'd like. I don't like doing, but it will help you understand. Screenshot. Screenshot is. I can't. Uh. Well, we can't. It's on whatever. So can't actually see it. Obviously. Um. It's a bank account showing that he has forty five million dollars in it. <laughs> okay. Sir. And then Sir, for one, one, I'm sorry, one. Uh, why are you taking me on a Groupon date? They why are you, you taking me on a Groupon date? Thank two. You. Two. How are your Photoshop skills? Okay. <laughs> Facts. I don't believe you, sir. No, I do not believe you. Also, even if it is true, eat the rich. That's so gauche. It's so gross. You're right. You are right. It's so mm-hmm. gauche to like. Uh, it is. Uh, I have so much like anger about this because it's like people that are more well off. Because I dated a couple of people who who were very financially secure. Or who were who were wealthy, and that was their thing to make problems go away was to throw money on it or be like, "Oh, I'll take you out someplace really fancy or whatever." And it's like, no, how about just take a moment of your time or something? But this like, is the thing: he didn't valuable. even throw fucking money at it. He threw a Groupon on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking problem here. I mean, honestly, because I was about to say the same thing as you, Christina, where I was about to say, like, (laughs) it might sound good in the beginning. And as much as we could joke about being like, oh, yeah, like, that would be nice. Like, you know, who cares about his personality? Whatever. But in the long run, there's zero percent chance that I would want to live with somebody like that, first of all. And then secondly, if you are, honey, you better be taking me. (laughs) Yeah. You better be flying me to fuck like across the world for dates. Like, what are you doing? Like, if that's all you have to offer, then make that shit worthwhile. If you're not even going to give me like your attention, forty five million dollars, honey, quit your job. You clearly aren't living life. Forty five million up. Move on. Move out. Yeah. Oh, how much money do you need? Like the hoarders of money. I'm just like, I don't understand this. Uh, If I got two million dollars, I'd dip. Are you kidding me? If I fucking like. Same. If if I won the mega millions and I got like a couple million bucks, I'm quitting my job. I'm fucking traveling. I'm living my life yeah. because it's too short. That's right. Like you got 45 million. If I have 45 million, our fucking friend group is set. That's yeah. how it goes. Because I'm We're like, God, yeah. I've always said, I'm like, if I had a million dollars, honestly, like I would be good. I, yeah. I really would be because you put money in the bank. It makes money. If Unless there's a global pandemic and the stock market crashes or whatever. <gasps> Put that Not shit under a mattress. Ah, <laughs> like that would ever happen, Christina. Oh, come, come on. on. Be realistic. Ah, it's a democratic hoax. But, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just saying I'm like $45 million. Yeah, like quit. What are you fucking doing? What are you doing? This is ridiculous. He's making this shit up. He's so, making it up. That's okay. So he in he says from his text, that was last year's bonus. I get paid because of expectations. That's why I'm always oh, working. Fuck it's not you. that I'm blowing fuck you off. You. I'm not. I'm literally always working. This little fuckstick wants me to believe he made forty five million last year. 
as a bonus. As a Christmas bonus. A bonus. Oh, bonus. fuck you. But used a fucking Groupon. I'm done. <laughs> Is that the best? Oh, my God. That story cracks I, me up. That's terrible. So mine is a compilation that I've gotten. Oh, I'm excited. From Reddit that amuses me. What does it say? What does it say about my brain that when I think of a compilation, I immediately think of porn? Wow. <laughs> that is not. That's where my-, my brain goes when I'm like a compilation. Yeah. Keegan, <laughs> like, I'm all interested. Face shots. Well, what, what are you watching compilations of? I mean, I, I think of music. now that's what I call Music. Thank you. That's <laughs> but now I'm thinking porn. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we have been home too long. Way too long. And sometimes at noon, when your boss has been an asshole, you got to rub one out. So there you go. You do what you do. <laughs> you do what you do. We're getting by. Okay. So this is just titled Bad Dates. Great. Okay. <laughs> So I've been using online dating for a year or so, and it's time to talk about bad dates. Here are the worst. Amazing. <laughs> Number one. Oh, I feel so bad for this person that they have so many they can make a compilation. I love it. Oh, I'm so sorry. And also in, in no, no kind of order. So we'll just start. Number one. The guy who forgot his wallet. After insisting we go to an extremely expensive bar for our first date. I had said... I'm leaving your ass. I'm sorry. I had said several times it was way too much for a first date. Drinks start about $20 per person. Fuck you. No, thank you. But he really wanted to try it, and I was new to dating. $100 bar tab later, and he still tried to kiss me. I swerved. Yeah, I would too. I'd be like, I'd be so pissed about spending that much if you didn't have a connection. Buck right, dude. I, I would have done him one. I would have done him one better and been like, I'm gonna go use the yes. bathroom. Goodbye. You can deal with this with <laughs> with this server. Actually, no, I wouldn't do that because he'd probably leave and then the the business would be fucking fucked. Mm. So I probably wouldn't do that. But I'd be I'd be sending him a Venmo bill. For sure, at least. Yeah. For his mm-hmm. half. Yeah. If you're going to pick... Well, he should Venmo me while you're at the restaurant. Do you have a phone? Do you have your phone on you? You don't have your wallet, but do you have your phone? Everybody. I'll install Venmo for you right There's now. no excuse I'll help anymore. you. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your phone. Okay. Second one. <laughs> the guy I had amazing chemistry with on the first date asked me to come back to his place after five hours together. I told him I like to take things slow and I wasn't interested in having sex he assured me no motive, just hanging out. We get there and he says we have to hang out in his room because he has roommates. We do so and he immediately spends the remainder of the time trying to guilt me into sex, telling me I don't understand blue balls. He then proceeded <laughs> to come all over my skirt after he whips his dick out. Ladies, I'm... Uh- Screaming! You th- what? Oh no. oh no! No no! You throw no, that no. skirt out, right? What? The- well, yeah. What yes. are you fucking like? No, 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 no. Also, assault, blue balls. Honestly, the fuck out of here. Also, blue balls, not a thing. First of all, not a thing. Secondly, is there anything in the world? less attractive 
than a man trying to guilt you into sex. Fuck. No. A man begging for sex is probably the least attractive thing I can think of. Right. Like, it's so gross. Fuck. It's the worst. No. Disgusting. Second, second most, uh, le- or second least attractive thing would be a sick guys. Sick? Guys, guys, guys who, who have, like, a cold or something. Ugh. Okay, I have to bring this up because I was watching Outbreak. I was watching Outbreak, okay? And Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey gets whatever that fucking virus is. Have you guys seen this movie? No. No. Okay. All right. It's on Netflix. You should go watch it. You just should. Um, But so he gets the virus, right? He's on the plane. He looks like fucking shit. Like he looks terrible. Like he looks so ill. Like, I would not come near him. And he gets off the flight. He gets off the flight. He meets his girlfriend. And his girlfriend is like, hey, honey, are you okay? And then proceeds to make out with him, like, stick her tongue all the way down his throat. And I'm like, who the fuck? I don't care how hot you are or how much I love you. I I don't care. Like, how hot you are or how much I love you. I would literally not. It's not even so much, too, about, like, the the way that they look, it's more about their like attitude about it. Are they, I'm, I'm so sorry, but they're, no, 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 they're no, no, no. You are, you, you are right. You are right. But like, but trust me, let me, okay. After this is over and I will share this also, uh, on our socials after this episode comes out, I'm going to take a screenshot of what he fucking looked like when he was sick. And I'm telling you, if, if a person looks like red eyes, like runny nose, like looks sick. I am not making out no. with you. Like no. just because I'm just like, I'm going to come. I'll go home and put you in bed. Yeah. I'll soup but you. But I'll tuck you in. I'll soup you. I'll bring you some soup. Yeah, that's right. I'll bring you some I'll soup some orange orange juice. and some tea. <laughs> that's right. But I am 100% not about to. And not just like a peck on the cheek. Like this woman like made out with him in the airport. I was like, honey, you deserve to get the virus. Yeah. This is what happens. That's not how this works. Okay. Third and final one. The guy who refused to tell me what he did until the second date and then told me in vivid detail he was an inventor <laughs> and was inventing a shit strip to put on toilets to help people who are constipated through vibrations. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to repeat that last bit. Wait, what? (laughs) He is an inventor of a shit strip to put on toilets to help people who are constipated (laughs) through vibrations. I... Okay. I'm sorry. Does it go on their taint? Where does it go? (laughs) She does not go into detail about this invention. Wait, how does it she work? Tank here? Like, why did he? What? <laughs> Fucking shark tank. <laughs> I can't. So, what? Oh my god! He then proceeded to grab my ass and breasts when we kissed goodnight. After I told him I wasn't interested in coming to his place. Well. But he's an inventor. That's Einstein well, for you. Always trying to cop a feel. I, I just, I just think of Flubber every time I think of like <laughs> inventors. 
You know how in the beginning of Flubber, he had that whole like breakfast making situation in his house. That's what are I you talking about? about the- I never watched Flubber. <laughs> are you talking about the what? Eddie Murphy one or the yeah. one from like the fifties? No. Oh my god. Eddie Murphy. No. No. Flubber with Robin Williams. Oh. Oh. What was the one where Eddie Murphy was an? That's inventor? what I was thinking. There is that one too, and there was an old version of that one. Oh, okay. I can't remember what that was, but but yes, there is there is that movie, but that is not what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Someone will tell Flubber. us. Oh no! I saw Flubber in theaters. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was a it was a just slow saying. it was a slow year. Yeah. All right. It wasn't. I was just like eight and I was like, this looks like an amazing piece of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oscar worthy. Keegan, <sighs> give us a crazy in love. Okay. Tell me a story. Okay. So uh, initially I had planned on doing something, but it was kind of depressing. And I was like, that's not what we need. No. Uh, as a Thank people you. right now. Mm-hmm. You're so welcome. I was like, let's do something that's kind of like lighthearted. And when I was talking to Anthony about this, it's like it's not lighthearted because it's murders still kind Murder. of. But it um, but it takes place like a long enough time ago. And it's one of those things that's like kind of weird enough to not be absolutely horrifying. Right. So I am going to talk to you guys today about Johan Otto Hawk. Have you guys heard about this person? No, but I'm already in love with it. <laughs> so this was on my list of things to do if we were going to be doing a live show in Columbus because he spent a considerable amount of his time in Ohio. Amazing. And it's again, it, it's weird enough that it would be like good for a live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since unfortunately we're not going to Columbus, at least not, you know, Anytime in the next couple months, I was like, let's whip it out for a quarantine crazy in love. Yeah. (laughs) So I first heard this story on an episode of Lore. So if you guys want to check that out, it's actually one of my more favorite episodes of Lore. Lore gets a lot of criticism for being like too slow or too like, you know, and I I understand that criticism completely. Um, But this episode is interesting enough that I feel like it could grip you if you're not a usual lore listener. So it is episode 125 called Paper Trails of Lore, if you want to check that out. I also got a lot of my information from a YouTube channel, which is like a true crime channel called Briefcase. Um, And of course, Murderpedia had a good chunk on this dude. So every... Given all of that, every story I've read, watched, listened to is different. The details are different. So this is not going to be perfect because nobody knows exactly the truth. But uh, this isn't a history podcast. So how about that? How about that? (laughs) So uh, Hawk was born Jacob Schmidt Schmidt. In 1855 in Horweiler, Germany, although some reports say he was born John Schmidt in 1860 in Strasbourg. So here we go. It's that kind of story. Okay. Okay. His family was religious and initially they encouraged him to go into ministry. But he realized like from a young age, he's like, not for me. And so he convinced his dad to let him try some stuff out. And so first he went into metalworking and then he eventually settled on a career while in Germany 
in pharmacy and began working in a chemist shop. And he excelled in his new field and he gained great knowledge of drugs and poisons. In which, mm. foreshadowing, that's right. Danger, danger. danger. Wait, so, wait. Yes. Why? Unless you're trying to detect poisons, mm-hmm. like why Why do you have to study them? Wouldn't that be a red flag if someone's like, I'm really into I mean, I guess it's like, because like old timey, old timey pharmacists, maybe they need to know what is or isn't lethal so that they don't like mix it or like in what amounts. I don't know. I mean, I am sure there are certain yeah. medicines that are like, it's okay in this quantity, but if you have like a millimeter more, <laughs> that's not the, that's not the right yeah. measurement, okay. but you know what I'm saying? Like maybe it could kill you. Yeah. I don't I'll know. I'm just saying, I'm not, I, I'm not a pharmacist. <laughs> it does that? look like a red flag to me too, I'm not going to lie. If someone's like, I'm so into this, I made this my career, it's like, poison? Well, poison okay. and medicines. Poison. So it's like, poison. you hurt, you heal, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, in 1881, he moved to Vienna and married for the first time to a woman named Annie. Uh, His wife, Annie, passed away in 1883, and no one knows how she passed away. It was like two years later, she died, and then Johan was like, double deuces, I'm going to go out to the U.S. Goodbye. Like, he didn't wait very long. He was like, bye, see you later. So, um, this is cool. Don't worry about it. Cool, cool. (laughs) It's fine. So, he comes to the U.S., and while on the ship, he meets a young immigrant girl who he marries, and as to, he marries her like as soon as they arrive in the States and then she dies two months later. How? We don't know. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Once okay. again, we don't know. These oh, okay. facts became more relevant later. <laughs> when people were looking back on his history, they were like, that's weird. <laughs> um, strange that young people just left and right very soon after marrying meeting. you and Two months. Two months. So he ends up settling in Chicago and he works at a meat packing factory. And while he's working there, he meets and marries a woman named Christine Ram. And the couple end up having three kids. But Johan is like, I do not want to work in a factory anymore. It is fucking exhausting. I'm tired. It's hard work. My passion is poisons. <laughs> <laughs> my passion is easy money. So I'm going to dip on my whole fucking family. Like, so he's with them for four years. And then he's like, uh, time for me to move on. You understand, Christine. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. So he leaves. Actually, she probably like ends up being like the winner in this. You are correct. Probably. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Because. I mean, yeah, he doesn't kill her. Uh, So in 1891, he changes his name to Jacob Huff and he moves east. There he opens a bar, but he legit sucks at business like so hard that his bar isn't doing well. Like a bar in the late 1800s. I feel like you can do the bare minimum. Probably like talking to people about like fucking poison and stuff. And they're like, 
Mm, I just want like, <laughs> exactly. The, the He's like, let me tell you exactly how to it's poison somebody, and they're like, I, I'm not here for that. I just wanted to tell you all my troubles of being like a child laborer. <laughs> all I <laughs> yeah, wanted. The person's like twelve. <laughs> I was here for a shot of tequila. That's all I was here for. Thanks so much. Um, yes. But yeah, so his business isn't doing well. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna do instead. He's like, this is all way too fucking hard. I'm just going to start conning women out of money. I'm going to start taking out Lonely Hearts ads in the newspaper, finding women who have lots of money and stealing their money. That's going to be a lot easier. I'm going to marry a woman who's got like a bunch of money. So he starts doing that. He takes out Lonely Hearts ads in the newspaper and he marries approximately six more times between 1891 and 1895. So some... Whoa. Mm-hmm. Four years. That's more than That's one right. year. Oh, honey. Oh, we're about to get... It's going to get intense here. It's going to get real intense. How Yikes. long have you been okay. planning your wedding? No time. Like some of these stories are so crazy. Like, so I'm not going to get into a lot of the individual um, victims here. But if you want some of that information, go... Um, listen or watch the briefcase youtube episode on it or they they also list the victims on murderpedia and on wikipedia um but there are some of these victims literally he knew them for like a day and they get engaged like the next day and they get engaged and they get married like three days later yeah Yes. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're on like old timey love is yes. blind. A hundred. A oh, hundred. They're like, you like to read books? And all of these books? Really? And all of these women are like in their like middle aged typically. So they're like, please marry me. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yes, no. yes, yes. So um, he gets married six more times in that time frame. Some of his brides die mysteriously and some he just steals all of their money and then leaves them penniless in the middle of the night, moving to the next town and changing his name because this is the late 1800s and you can literally just like walk to the next town and be like, my name's Jacob now. And people are like, okay. <laughs> that it's sounds like, good. Sounds it's right. It's like three miles. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, well, <laughs> you look like a Jacob. It's fine. Like, it's fine. <laughs> So in early 1895, Janet Spencer, one of Johan's, I keep saying Johan's, but it might be Johan. No, it's Johan. It's got to be. Right. Um, One of Johan's abandoned brides, she goes to the police and she says that her husband, who introduced himself to her as C.A. Calford, had eloped with her, stolen hundreds of dollars from her and then abandoned her. So Johan was arrested, but somehow he was able to talk himself out of any charges and he was released and he skipped town like ASAP. He was like out the door. So he then went to and this was confusing to me because most of the most of the things I read or watched or listened to said Wheeling, West Virginia, but some places said Wheeling, Ohio. So it was a little confusing, but um, well, it's right on, is the, it on border. the border. So Wheeling, West Virginia is like right on the border of West Virginia, okay. Ohio, but it is in. West OK, Virginia. OK. So he went to Wheeling, West Virginia, and he started taking out Lonely Hearts ads there in West Virginia. And before long, a wealthy widow named Caroline Hawk, she replied to one of his ads. And after a very, very fast whirlwind courtship, they got married in April of 1895. So the service was performed by Reverend Herman Haas. And even though 
this reverend, he took an immediate dislike to <laughs> Johan. He was like, that guy looks shady. He told Caroline, he's like, she, he seems shady. Maybe don't rush into anything. And Caroline was like, it's fine. I'm 45. I'm getting married. <laughs> have you have you guys ever gotten that feeling from somebody where you're like, I don't know why I just like don't yes. like this person. Right I definitely have where I'm yeah. just like, you're giving me vibes. Like it's mm-hmm. your intuition, you know, and you should like trust that. Yeah. And I do think that because I believe and as we move through this story, you guys can tell me what you think. Obviously, I'm not a psychiatrist, not trying to armchair diagnose anybody, but I do think that Johan was a sociopath or a psychopath or like something like that. And I do think they're very good at drawing people in, but there's always that one person like I am listening to the dating game killer right now. And the woman that he met (gasps) on the dating game when she met him, she was like, "Uh uh-uh, snake eyes. Goodbye. There are some people who can detect that. Like some people can't because they're good at it. They're very good at tricking you. You know what I mean? I I actually I think I think that it's obvious to most humans. I think we're set up to like feel out danger. I think a lot of people talk themselves out of it. Right, or if, or if they're like, "No, I'm being yes, silly." Or if they give you the right amount of flattery or which again, we'll talk about that later with him as well. He was very skilled at knowing what to say or how to behave around people to make them feel very like comfortable. Uh, So they could ignore that first instinct that was like snake eyes by being like, well, but he's really nice or he's saying all the right things or he's interested in me. Like how many times have I said that? Like whenever I was feeling like I wasn't attractive or like nobody liked me, like the second anybody, whether I liked them or not, thought that I was interesting or beautiful or whatever I was immediately engaged because I needed that you know what I mean and it was something that I clung to so I I think he can sense that in people and he like goes after that in women you know what I mean so yeah uh, yeah, the reverend was like no thank you please please stay away from him we don't trust him but Caroline was like it's fine it's fine so they get married the reverend performs the ceremony a few days um, after they get married, he or not a few days, he moves in right away into her house. And then only three months after their marriage, Caroline was dead. <laughs> so uh, wait, mm-hmm. three, three months. months. So uh, she started getting sick pretty much immediately after he moved into her house. So he moved in. She starts getting sick. In June of 1895, the reverend comes to her house to, like, care for her, talk to her the way he does for, like, all his parishioners, see how she's doing. Um, And he finds her on her deathbed. Like, he's like, oh, she is ill. Like, she is going to die. And he explained later on that he saw Johan give Caroline, like, some white substance in a drink that he gave her. But... Johan was a pharmacist. And so the reverend was like, okay, maybe that's just Could have been medication, aspirin. right? Like right. he's just giving her something to like make her better. But then literally three days after the reverend went to go see her, she died. <laughs> so, and she'd been otherwise healthy. We, we, we have way too many forensic files now right. to fall for this shit. Right. Yeah, but like, you know, so 1895, Nothing. they didn't have shit. They were like, well, you know best, I guess, you know. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. S- looks like a suicide yeah. to me. So uh, she was buried the following day uh, after she died. They buried her right quick. And Johan immediately after that collected the life insurance, sold her house, closed all her bank accounts, and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. And then the day after mm-hmm. she disappeared, so the day after um, she was buried, uh, Johan... Oh, sorry. So the day after she was buried, the police found on the banks of the Ohio River Johan's clothes, his silver pocket watch, and a suicide note. And the police were like, yeah, he was super depressed after his wife died, and he just walked into the Ohio River and killed himself. Case closed. Nothing to worry about here. Yeah. No, it sounds totally mm-hmm. legit. So they went into the river, and they searched, but they couldn't find Johan's body. Surprise, surprise. But good old Reverend Haas was like, I think this shit is suspect. Suspect as fuck. Nice. <laughs> and he didn't nice. believe that Johan was actually dead. So the day they and also like the day they found Johan's belongings beside the river, there was also a report that Carolyn's grave was disturbed. And so Reverend Haas was like, that seems weird. So he went to the police and was like, maybe you should open an investigation. And the police were like, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> they were like this seems like work actually we're it's good. fine don't worry about it and so uh, reverend Hess was like well a uh, Haas was like i guess i'm on my own i guess i need to investigate this shit on my own so he started asking around dude <laughs> yes he's like mm-hmm. he's an old timey like murdery now basically <laughs> you know what i mean i love this he's like He's going to Bruce Willis mm-hmm. this. Yeah, he's going to crack this yes. case wide open. That's right. So he started asking Love around it. and he found a witness who said that he had seen Johan crossing the river on the day of the supposed suicide. And the police again were like, dude, stop it. <laughs> They're like, we already told you we don't care. <laughs> I love that random dude face in 1895 who is not a police is still doing better police than the police. Yes, yes, Right. Uh, So a week later, so he continues to ask around, and a week later he gets a tip that Johan has been seen in Jacksonville, Ohio with a woman. And again, he takes his tip to the police. The police shut it down. And so he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend all of my spare time reading Lonely Hearts ads from newspapers across the country until I fucking find this guy. (laughs) He's like, not today. Not in my parish. Absolutely not. (laughs) He really is doing God's work. (laughs) That's right. So after faking his death in Wheeling, Johan returned to Chicago where he married a woman named Maria Steinbacher. Four months later, she was dead. On her deathbed, she told the doctor that she feared she had been poisoned, and the doctor dismissed her worries as the ravings of a sick woman. This is all just a believe woman. Hashtag believe women. Like, <laughs> wow. 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 Also, what are we on? Number eight? Uh, oh. Oh. The- More? We don't. I don't know at this point. I don't know at this point. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. It's probably more than eight. It's at least five. Well, so because far, there were six right? in that in that four no. year span. Then he oh. had the two before that, and then two after. So ten. Oi. Nine. It's ten. Ten. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. So after Maria dies, Johann sold her house for four thousand dollars and moved on. In 
1896, Johann married seven times in five different states in one year. Yo. He married seven times in one year. That's not, that's not how he this made works. It, that's not how any of this works. He made it as far west as San Francisco. He was like all over the country just marrying and leaving, marrying and leaving. <laughs> There's a lot of really stressed out brides yes. who are like trying to DIY yes. shit in a very short time frame. I'm never going to get a venue. I'm never going to find I know. They're just sewing frantically, like by hand, you know. Practicing calligraphy. Yes. <laughs> yes, they didn't have Pinterest, so they were fucked. Like, honestly, as someone who's planning their wedding right now, I'm yeah. like, Christ. Um, so <laughs> a few years later, good old... <laughs> Reverend Haas is still searching through Lonely Hearts ads and he thinks that he finds one that belongs to um Johan in Chicago. So you have to keep in mind like at this time he's fucking pony expressing these <laughs> Lonely Hearts ads, these newspapers like across the country. Like he is waiting for them to come back. So by the time he manages to track what he thinks is Johan in Chicago. Johan has already moved on. You know, who knows where he is? He's already married, killed that Yeah, bitch he's in San on. Francisco or what the fuck ever. So, but but he's Jesus. like, I think that this belongs to, to Johan. So he reaches out to the chief of police, which is a guy named George Shippey in Chicago. And he's like, these are my concerns. And George Shippey is like, funny you should mention that. I've been tracking a bunch of mysterious deaths and also disgruntled women because a bunch of these women keep getting married by a dude and he keeps taking their money and leaving them. So he's like, I've been tracking this pattern already. So he's like, you have the other piece that I might need. So he makes the trip to Wheeling in 1900 to meet with the reverend. And so... He takes the reverend. The two of them are like a power duo. They fucking go to the police in Wheeling and they tell them that they suspect that Johan had faked his death and was poisoning women all over the country. And so they convince the police to exhume Carolyn's body so that they could test her body for poisoning. But they do. So they do that. They take her body out and then they realize that all of her her internal organs are missing. (laughs) So... uh, I, mm-hmm. why is this not a movie with Kevin <laughs> Costner? Oh I mean, God. it would have been a movie with Kevin Spacey before all that shit happened. I could totally see it. Because you should, you should take a picture. So of a, Yeah. True. If you see a yep. picture of Johan, you'll be like, yeah, Kevin Spacey could have done that. <laughs> Kevin Spacey Ooh. is the bad guy. Kevin Costner yes. is like Kevin Costner. He's, he's the priest. Yes. He's the guy mm-hmm. tracking him. Morgan Freeman as Detective Shippy. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes, I fucking oh, love it. I mean, happen. we do have to re How we have to we- recast <laughs> Johan because we can't cast. Kevin. I mean, we can't cast Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah. But but yes, yes. Okay. Yes. okay, so they exhume her body. She's missing all of her internal organs, and I can just imagine that Reverend Haas is sitting there like. What I tell you, I fucking said that her grave place had been disturbed and you should check it out. And y'all didn't fucking do that. Now what? So um, they didn't do it, but they also can't prove that Johan did it. But what the assumption is, is that he did do it because that her internal organs would have shown signs of arsenic poisoning or poisoning in general. Um, and that he 
was spotted on the Ohio River because he put her organs into a burlap sack and dumped them in the river. So her organs are somewhere oh in the river. God. So Shippy was now determined to find Johan, but it turned out to be pretty difficult given that between 1897 and 1904, are you ready? Hold on to your tits. Johan oh married God. approximately 26 more times. Holy mm-hmm. shit. And while he, yes, what? 26 more times. And while he didn't murder the majority of his wives, it resulted in at least eight deaths during that time. So he didn't murder most of them. Most of them he just married, took their money and left. But there were eight times at least that he did kill his wives. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, how much fucking money do you need? Especially in <laughs> yes. 1895. You could probably live off $5 yes. for like 20 yes, years. that's right. That's exactly right. Like, he sold that woman's house wow. for $4,000. I'm like, sir. <laughs> like, that is so much fucking money in like 1898. Like, good. Sit down, Jeff yeah. Bezos. Okay? How much like, do you need? <laughs> Jeff Bezos, please don't do anything terrible to us. Don't don't drone strike love our house. You. I fucking love my Amazon Prime account. Please. I was able to ship you your birthday present tomorrow. Free Thank delivery. So I'm very happy. So please. Oh, God. I know. I know. This is what happens with our corporate overlords. Um. Okay. So. Oh, man. <laughs> we're like, oh. I hate you, but I'm scared of you. So. Um, yeah. In yeah. December of 1904, Johan is once again single and ready to mingle. He's like, let's do this. <laughs> For two I hours. He's like, I just killed my ex-wife. I'm already placing a new ad. Let's go. Um, but yeah, so he's looking for a new bride. And so he puts an ad in the paper and a woman named Bertha responds on behalf of her sister Maria, who is a local businesswoman. She owns a candy shop. Maria does. But Maria is like super shy. Take you to the candy That's right. shop. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Johan will let you lick the lollipop. Gross. I'm sorry. I feel Ew. disgusted with myself. Ew. But <laughs> Ew. But Maria is like super shy, right? Maria is super shy. So her sister Bertha is like, girl, I got you. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to look through the newspaper. We're going to find somebody for you. Okay? Hey, Bertie, mind your business. <laughs> Bertha swiping yes. old school Tinder That's for right. her. Only you had to. Yes, you had to. Flip like newspaper page. That's right. That's right. So, uh, so she does that. She's like, I'm going to hook you up, Maria. Don't fucking worry. So she does. She writes to Johan. She responds to the ad and she's like, Hey, um, my sister, she's real cute. She's got a confectioner shop. These are the hours of the shop. And here's the address if you want to stop by and like say hi to Maria. So Johan's like, Hell yeah, I want to go say hi to Maria. So he stops by her place and and meets Maria three days after Bertha wrote so he like skedaddles over there and four Mm -hmm. days later Maria and Johan who is now going by John he's changed his name to John are married four days four days a week after that Maria gets sick a week later so we're talking two weeks She's sick already. Mm-hmm. They're married and she's sick. That's quick. Um, so Johan is playing the role of the distraught husband and he contacts another of Maria's sisters. So not Bertha, but his her sister Amelia. 
and asks her to come stay and take care of Maria. So they begin this back and forth correspondence. So Amelia comes. She hangs out. She's like taking care of her sister or whatever. And then she goes back home and her and Johan start becoming little pen pals and like talking back and forth. Oh, mm-hmm. her no. sister is literally oh, dying no. and she's like flirting with her man like <laughs> through letters wow. mm-hmm. and so much so that she provides and we all know this i've talked about this on the show in a crazy in love before she gives johan one of her photographs which you know back in the day if a Uh-oh. woman that's mm-hmm, a if deal. a woman gives you her picture and then he writes back and says that he's gonna keep it in his breast pocket always because it's that that's a tin that's a tinder yeah. match yeah it is yeah. solid mm-hmm. match yes so uh, she comes back to visit another time and um maria she might be sick but she's not a fucking idiot and she's like uh i see what's happening with you and amelia and like this isn't cool so the two of them have like a massive fight and then literally the next day maria dies while amelia is there so uh yeah, Jesus. that day, while the following day, the next day after Maria dies, Johan and Amelia are just having like a really cute, like, let's take all the sheets off of Maria's bed. Let's change all her bed sheets no. uh, together, no. her death no. sheets. Let's change these death sheets. And while they're doing that, Johan proposes to Amelia. <laughs> oh, my You're changing God. your sister's death oh. sheets. The fuck? I... What the fuck? No. And wait, what's this Johan guy look like? Not again? cute, what's dude. He's not good looking. Um, Hawk H. She said he looked like Kevin Spacey. To be honest, to be honest, Ew. he kind of looks like worse than Kevin Spacey. Like Kevin Spacey's like the Hollywood version. To be honest, yeah. Ew. Yeah, uh, Yo- Johan he must be a psycho. Otto Hawk H O C H. If you want to Google, so you can see what he looks like. I am. I'm Googling. He ain't right cute. Oh, he ain't cute. Him. He's not cute. No. 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 I don't understand. No. I don't get what it. I, I don't get it. What? But Amelia, what? to her credit, question mark. Um, Christina. Yeah, there you go, Christina. Christina. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, Amelia, to her credit, I guess, is like, no. Like, she turns him down when they're literally changing her sister's death sheets, um, which I guess is great because she's like, it's too soon. But then she almost immediately changes her mind and the two of them are married three days after Maria's funeral. <laughs> so Maria dies. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's terrible. If we if we put that in that wedding shaming group we're in on Facebook, <laughs> the comments would be lit. Lit. So <laughs> yeah. lit. Yes. Oh yes. my God. But even given all of this, this is what I don't understand. I'm like, and I in the briefcase thing, they kind of say that she was lured in. She'd always wanted to go home to Germany. Like she's, her family's German, but she's from America. And he kept saying like, um, well, my dad has all this money in Germany. And like, if we get married, like I'll take you on a trip to Germany. Like all this stuff, like kind of lured her in because I get, she was also suspicious of him. Like she had a crush on him, but she was suspicious of of him with the way that her sister died. You would be suspicious of anybody who was hitting on you when they were married to your to sister. sister. Yeah. Right. You'd have Hi. to feel a little bit yeah. of like, this is strange yeah, but, I mean, and unusual. She did it though. Like she was flirting too. So like, what do you do? I don't know. 
but I mean, okay, so she's suspicious of him, but not so suspicious that whenever he's like, hey, in order for us to take this trip to Germany, um, I need like I need some money or whatever, because I'm waiting to get money from my dad in Germany, but I can't get it until we get there. So if you could just like give me the money so that I can make plans for our trip or fucking whatever. So the oldest scam. in So the book. tell me this. Tell me this. We just talked about him selling that house for four thousand dollars. Keep that in mind when I tell you this. So. He asks her for $750. Do you want to get... I Googled it. Do you want to guess how much that is in today's money? Oh, God. I'm going to guess $7,500. Cassie, do you have a guess? $3,500. And I'm like, sir, why do you need $20,000 to plan a trip? Why need that? Why need that money? And also, so when he sold that house for four thousand dollars, think about how much fucking money that was. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I think of the questions I ask when someone needs twenty dollars. Okay. <laughs> today, that's exactly in today's money. In today's money, if you need fifty bucks, I'm like, what for? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. like, I, I mean, got I'll do you, it. But what exactly, do you need it I'll for? I'll do it. Look, I mean, I'll Venmo I'm fucking, it. I won't ask. Actually, honestly, I'm the best person to ask. I ain't gonna ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're Just, like, it's fine. I'm all wink, wink. I got you. I got you. I fam. mean, I'm porn. porn. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm sorry. Fifty dollars for porn. Porn is free. Find free. you a compilation for free. <laughs> <laughs> compilation. Now we know what key no. I actually yeah, don't. I actually is. don't like the compilations, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I don't either. I need I to know this either. setup. I need to know the setup. I need to know Ooh. how they got there. Wait, it's. I it's need all too, of it. I'm like, uh, this is too short. I can't get into it. You're moving on to the next thing too fast. I'm not invested. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, just saying, it's free. <laughs> you can find it for free. It's it's just a lot of wet. <laughs> a lot of wet. Ew. So many liquids. Ew, I called, just can't. It's called compilation oh. wet. <laughs> I'm sick. Of- <laughs> Ew, it's so gross. I'm so grossed out. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but okay, so she gives him the equivalent of twenty thousand dollars in today's money uh, from her bank account, and <laughs> I wrote, I was like, she just dot 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 did it, which I'm like, who? Why? I I can't not I cannot imagine being dickmatized enough to be like twenty thousand dollars. Absolutely fucking not. I don't have I don't have two thousand dollars to give someone from my bank First account of all. now. Let alone twenty thousand dollars to someone I met. Three absolutely fucking, days fucking ago. not. No. Yeah, absolutely Fuck not. Right yeah. off. Goodbye. Um. So Bertha, the other sister, the one who set Maria up in the first place. God bless Bertha, though. Like, she does seem to have the best head on her shoulders because she was suspicious. Is she the oldest? I, I have a feeling she's the oldest. I get that vibe. I get the vibe it that Bertha's like the it. oldest, Maria's the middle, and Amelia's the youngest. That could be totally wrong, but in my brain, that's how mm-hmm. this is. Because Bertha, mm-hmm. the second her sister died, was like, uh-uh, this shit is sus- suspect. I don't fucking trust it. Yeah. And so after... Amelia gives him $750. Bertha is like, not today. Not today, Satan. So she tells Amelia, she goes to Amelia and she's like, he killed Maria. I'm sure of it. And he's trying to swindle you out of your life savings. We need to confront him about this. Like, no. 
So the two women are like, we're going to confront Johan about this situation. And they wait at home with the receipts. They gather evidence. They're like ready to do it. But he'd already skipped town. He took her money. Skedaddled. Yeah. Goodbye. So um, Mm. sometime after this, Shippy sends Johan's picture to newspapers all over the country. And he because he's like, all right. He's traveling all the time. But one thing we do know is that he is using these like Lonely Hearts ads in these cities that he goes to. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to contact newspapers all over the country and we're going to send them all a picture of Johan, have them publish it in their newspaper. So it goes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It it. goes like the early 20th century version of viral. Like women all across the country are seeing his picture and they're like that motherfucker screwed me out of money. So they're contacting people. The ones who are still alive clearly are um, contacting people. And they created like a face. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Victims of Johan. Um, so uh, there's a woman named Catherine Kimmerly. She's a landlady in New York and she recognizes his picture in the paper as a man who is staying in her home. So she runs like a bed and breakfast out of her house. And this guy is staying in her house. And she's like, I thought this guy was creepy because he proposed to me the second day he was here. And I was like, no, Catherine, Catherine, (laughs) I got the first normal person who was like, that's That's because Catherine's from New York. And she's like, no, absolutely not (laughs) she's from the east coast she's like no no No. (laughs) so um so uh, he's going by henry battles um with her and but he she's like this is unmistakably this guy like it's the same guy listen listeners google his picture if if you saw him you would know you'd be like yeah i know um so she writes the police in chicago that the man they're looking for is staying in her house in new york and a couple days later because it's old timey and they needed time to get there they couldn't take a plane so a couple days later they make it to new york they arrest Johan. So amongst his possessions, the police find stacks of cash, just like cash on cash. And they find two wedding rings and they find a fountain pen. And they're like, this pen looks kind of weird. So they open the pen and inside the pen is is just filled with white powder. (laughs) So the pen is filled with arsenic. Yeah. So Jesus. Shippy, who has now been investigating Hawk for 10 fucking years. Oh, it's Morgan yeah, Freeman. Like, and yep. he is having his I hope, moment. I hope yep. that Haas was there, too. I hope they let the Reverend come in because that Reverend was probably like, I have been invested in this shit for so fucking long. In the movie version. Yes. He is. Yes. He watches yeah, him come yeah. in in handcuffs in the movie version for sure. Um, yes. <laughs> so um, he interrogates him, but. Hawk refuses to name any names of the women who were dead, but he does admit to marrying 15 women who are still alive and who claimed that he had swindled them. So he's like, I'm willing to say that, yes, I swindled these women out of money, um, but I'm not willing to admit to any murders. But he did tell Shippy that, quote, marriage was simply a business proposition. When I found out they had money, I went after it. So he was just like, yeah, I'm a comment. I want this is bigger. This is bigger than money. You enjoy killing people. At you this enjoy point. having cr- yeah. control yeah. over people. Like, I think that that's what it is. It's just right. like, and if they stood in his way or if in any way they were going to be an issue, he had no problem killing them. 
you know. Yeah. Wow. So um, the police during this time exhumed Maria's body and they found arsenic in her system. Now, typically, Johan was smart enough. He had a, a good enough mind for like chemistry and medicine to know that um, if he was going to poison someone with arsenic, he needed to make sure that they were embalmed. A lot of like embalming fluids and things that were used at the time had arsenic in them. So he usually made sure that they were embalmed with something that used arsenic so that if they found arsenic in her body, they couldn't trace it back to him. It wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Don't make it weird. Right. Yeah. Um, but in this case, he didn't do that. And she was not embalmed with any chemicals that used arsenic. And so when they found arsenic in her like liver and in her stomach, they were like, okay, he was definitely feeding her arsenic. So uh, yeah. the trial took four months Johan showed no signs of remorse. In fact, he was disturbingly cheerful during the trial. Lots of papers um, noted that he was whistling and humming during the trial. Um, Yeah, what a fucking psycho. And he became a newspaper sensation and the press dubbed him the Bluebeard Murderer. Yeah, good old Bluebeard. So Johan Hawk was found guilty of the murder of Maria Walker, but the police were never able to tie enough evidence from the other murders to him. Um, Not even Carolyn Hawk from Wheeling, who is the one who kind of like got this entire ball rolling. Um, But he's also found guilty of bigamy. So he's found guilty of one murder and bigamy because a bunch of these women like came out to testify, the ones who were still alive. And they were like, yeah, this is what happened. But I find this really interesting. While Johan sat in prison awaiting execution, he received countless marriage proposals from women across the country, which we talked about. Hybristophilia was something that when we did our live show, Keep It Weird did their episode on hybristophilia, uh, which was just like women who are attracted to people who commit violent crimes. And so he was getting love letters. This is a man who's been convicted of murdering Women and marrying them and swindling them out of their money. And he's getting love letters from... And he's not hot. <laughs> like, he's not even good looking. No, not, not good looking It's at so all. weird. Well, it's I same, don't get it, Same honestly. as, like, Ted Bundy. It's like, if right. you can honestly... You, you really need to take a look at yourself or get into therapy or do something if you think to yourself, like, I want to... I'm sexually attracted to or I'm turned on by somebody who brutally murdered multiple women. Yeah, you need therapy. Like that, that is, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just going to throw that out there. That's so fucked up. No, I mean, it is absolutely fucked up. That should be a red flag for you. Or like this where it's just like, Yes, he did like brutally murder them with poison. It wasn't brutal in the way that Ted Bundy's murders were brutal. But even if he had never done that, even if he had never killed a single person, what he did was marry dozens and dozens of women and screw them out of their life savings. Like that should be enough to make you not want to stand by this man. Like, it's so strange that he still right. had... Why are you interested in mm-hmm. that? That doesn't make yeah, any it's, sense. Yeah, it's, it's so strange. But one of these women, a woman named Cora Wilson, she was a wealthy woman in Chicago. She requested... She was fighting for his innocence. She was really the um, Carol... What's her face? Who's the woman from Ted Bundy's thing? Carol... Um, whatever yes, her name is. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's that for yeah. for Johan. So she requested a stay of execution for him. And weirdly, and for reasons I don't quite understand, the governor granted a stay of execution. So um, she ended up taking it all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court finally shut it down. They were like, nah, absolutely not. And so the execution was eventually scheduled for Carol Boone. That's it. Um and so the ev- the execution for Johan was eventually scheduled for February of 1906. Now, this was such a media sensation that the Chicago Sun interviewed Johan and published, quote, six ways to win a woman told by Bluebeard Hawk. <laughs> Talk oh about God. turning a no. fucking killer no. into a celebrity. Here are his six ways to win a woman. One, nine out of every ten women can be won by flattery. Two, never let a woman know her own shortcomings. Three, always appear to a woman to be the anxious one. Four, women like to be told pleasant things about themselves. Five, uh, when you make love, be ardent and earnest. Something you shouldn't have to tell a fucking normal human being with feelings. But anyway, six, the average man can fool the average woman if he will only let her have her own way at the start. So he's basically giving like psychopath tips. Like, wow. I'm not going to lie. That shit works. What he said. No, it does work. It's just basically like one through four is compliments. Yes. Right. Lots and lots of compliments. And it's like, let them think they're present when you're fucking. And then let them think you're right. Yes. Let them think they're right. And especially in a time like this when women were so like, like suppressed. I can imagine how much they probably ate up this man acting like they were smart and smarter than him. And like all of this stuff, they probably Mm. didn't experience that much in life. Yeah. You know, so but I like he's so self-aware of the fact that he's manipulating them. Like there is in there in no way is he tricking himself into believing like he's a good guy. Even when he's giving these tips, he's like, yeah, it's a game. It's a trick. I'm tricking them. <laughs> like, um, anyway, right up until the very end, Johan denied his involvement in Maria's death. He wrote to the police and was like, um, I think someone killed her, but it wasn't me. He, like, never took responsibility for it. Um, and he was executed on February 23rd, 1906. After his execution, several cemeteries refused him burial. So he was buried in a potter's field. They were like, no, no. <laughs> like, that's how, like, notorious he was, how much of a shitty person he was. No one claimed his body and no cemeteries wanted to bury him. They were like, we won't do it. Um a man who married so many women couldn't get anybody to fucking claim his body and give him a burial. Bye. Yeah. Well, he killed them all. <laughs> not all of them. I mean, he yeah. let, actually, most of well. them live, but that's not saying a whole lot. Um, we know that Hawk bigamously married at least 55 women between 1890 and 1905. 55. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, he bilked them all for cash and he slayed quite a few of them but the final number of murder victims is unknown so uh, most uh, there are sensational reports that will credit him from 25 to 50 murders but police are only certain of 15 that are tied to him so while they couldn't 
like convict him for any. They were like, yeah, you had relationships with 15 women that we can confirm are murdered. So, and it's just a pattern. Mm-hmm. After yeah. a certain amount of time, you're like, that's just what you do. Right. Yes. This is, this your, is your thing. Right. And like all of these women died kind of the same way and they were tied to you. So we can accredit 15 to you. But chances are it was higher. Right. Um, in 1955, human bones belonging to several women were discovered in a Chicago home that was once occupied by Johan Hawk. So some speculate that he had even more victims and that he hit those victims in the house. That's all conjecture, but it's possible. Um, fun fact, fun fact, Belle Guinness, triflers need not apply, Belle yeah. Guinness, yeah. who was another Lonely Hearts killer who found her victims by taking out ads in local newspapers. Yes. Her and Johan operated in the same area at the same time for a period of time. So... Um, I loved that part in the lore episode where they were like, I wonder if they both took out Lonely Hearts ads, saw each other's Lonely Hearts ads. <laughs> I wonder. And and, and he was like, wild. I wonder if they ever responded to each other or if they were like game notices game. Exactly. Mm. Like knows like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they recognized like. each other and they were like, Mm-mm, no. <laughs> wow. I'll so. bet you that happened. I'll bet you that happened. Mm-hmm. Or they met up in real life and they were like, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I see you, motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. Good one. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that a crazy one? It's crazy. That's crazy. That like, it's, I'd never heard of it. Isn't that insane? Like, I don't know. Cause yeah, it's crazy. Belle Guinness I'd heard of before, but I'd never heard of, of this course, guy. yeah. So strange. She's the first person I thought of when you started telling the story. I was like, oh, Bill Guinness. Like, that's. She's a great crazy in love. She's also a great crazy in love. Also, not a woman who was like a stunning beauty, but still managed to be like roping people in. I can't believe we haven't done her. Yeah. Right. Seriously. I keep thinking we have just because you hear so much about her. Yeah. She's pretty famous. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, that's so good <laughs> wow I, and see what I mean it's like yes it's terrible but it's not like now I want to die it's kind of like yeah. Yeah. it's like fascinating yeah. you know well, what are you guys watching in your quarantine other than Outbreak um, <laughs> yeah. I finished The Outsider which w- is very good actually like it, p- it picked I've- up spe- it, like steam in the second half um okay. of this season and i very good i really enjoyed it actually yeah okay we are just honestly i wish i could be like oh we're watching so much stuff we're th-, but i'm like i've been busting my ass like everybody working i think twice as hard to prove i still deserve a job so <laughs> same girl same same uh, so i i feel like what have I been watching? I don't even know. Like we've been watching Bones to go to sleep and I've been getting up super early because I've had meetings all week at like 6 a.m. So it's like, yay, early to bed. So that's what we've been watching, Bones. Well, I've been watching, um, I actually the last two nights finally finished Avengers. No way. Whoa. Like all the movies? Wow. Oh my gosh, I'm so impressed. I keep telling yeah. myself I'm gonna watch them and then like I don't. So I'm like super I'm impressed. Like, okay, so here's the thing. Like uh, the Iron Man came out in what, two thousand? 
Yeah, like early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. So I'm like, this whole thing started like 15, 16 years ago. 20. And I just, I just got, I just got bored of it. I'm like, I, I just got bored with the whole superhero thing. I fell off the wagon. I yeah. Like, well, I don't want to watch any more of it. Yeah, I, I felt like they were coming, care. they were coming too much. Like I was hitting like oversaturation where I was just like, there's a, it's how I feel about Batman right now. I'm just like, there's a new one like every two years and I just, I yeah. can't like my, it's I, enough. my brain can't absorb it. And it's not that I don't like it. Cause I actually, when I do watch yeah. an Avengers movie, I'm like, I enjoy it. It was just like, if you're going to ask me to have to keep up with this and have to keep up with it in order, <laughs> I can't, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm busy. I've seen it so, all. So <laughs> I finally, I finally watched infinity war mm-hmm. and end game. And I was so like, good. Shit was good. I know. It's I need good. to watch it. I know. I know it is. It's I know good. it is it's good. You know what? Speaking I was of movies good. though. Speaking of movies though, we watched little women. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, we did. And I, I'll tell you what I, I read that book quite a number of times when I was a kid. I fucking love Joe March so much. Um, I wanted to be her when I grew up. Who among and us didn't? Yeah. I, I wanted to be Joe so bad. And uh, the Greta Ger- Gerwig version is, is, I liked it, but it is very saccharine. It's very sweet. It's very. Um, I bet I'll like it. I bet you I will. I like I that kind of thing. Love, I'm like, I don't know. Really? I didn't love I know, the Keenan. back and forth. Mm. I got to be honest with you. I preferred the Winona Ryder version. That I remember. I'll, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. I I really will. I felt like this one wasn't as uh, sacred to the text yeah. as the Winona Ryder version was. I like the changes they made in the time, but it just felt like fake. Some parts it of did. it. And it I'll felt tell you, phony. I, yeah, I'm just like no one's like that. Like their mom. Marnie. Okay. I love her. Laura, Laura Dern, uh, is it? Laura, Laura Dern, Dern is so fake. She was so fake in it. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> Laura Dern? Every- She's amazing. I, I didn't like it. Oh, no. I agree. I like it. Okay, I'll agree. watch it and I'll chime in. I, I, It looks amazing to me and I like Greta Gerwig and I, I like all those actresses, so yeah. it looks great, but I haven't seen it, so I really can't comment. Yeah. Shersha Ronan was really great. Always. Oh, so good. Always good. I yeah. felt she was amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually like um, Emma Roberts, too. I, yeah. Didn't hate her. Wait, no, no, no. Not Emma Roberts. Emma, Emma Watson. Emma. Yeah. Watson. Watson. Yeah, Hermione. Sorry. Hermione. Hermione, yes. Did not like who they got to play Amy. Florence Pugh. Oh, no. no. You're talking about the girl from I Sharp didn't. Objects. I didn't like that. Okay. I didn't like that. I didn't see it. I kept wondering. I was like, is that Miley Cyrus? <laughs> All I can see when I see that girl is Sharp Objects. And she was so terrible. Like, or the character was like such a little bitch that I'm like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just didn't. I didn't love her as Amy. I didn't get what I needed. Amy, I think, is the most complicated character in that whole book to make likable and to identify with. And you really need a very special kind of person to play that role. And they didn't. You need a very her. sweet person. Like, it was I feel Claire like Claire Danes, yeah. right? It was Claire Danes in the. I, 
I think so. And that fucking works. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a middle sister that loves her big sister so much it always feels like they're in their shadow. It's complicated. It's not- oh, and wait. It works. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I had the wrong person. I was thinking Beth. Beth has to be sweet. Who played Beth yes. in, in Little Women? It, it doesn't I- matter ever, does it? No, it doesn't. They just have to be nice and they die. Exactly. Hey, Christina, maybe someone didn't know. Trigger warning. (laughs) Sorry, spoiler alert. Do you know the first version of Little Women that I read was actually edited and Beth doesn't die? Oh, no. That's That's weird. That's not okay. No, that's that's real. And I want listeners to, to write in. There's an edited version of Little Women without that's death and <gasps> that's weird i don't like that i don't like that at all but you know what huh. okay so i know listen we haven't seen each other so we're just like prattling on and on but um <laughs> i was talking to our friend nick and we were talking about doing the um netflix group watch thing and he's yes. like we have to find a way to watch cats at home together mm. <laughs> totally down a for that hundred like if we could just like it's, drink and watch cats in our own houses it would be fucking so funny i think it'd be so funny it's other. possible it's possible well i think Christina, we should just do you guys we, have I'll, it. I'll group text you guys it's yeah. on our plex yeah, yeah we we should do a zoom hangout so we can actually oh. see and talk to each other and watch oh, and watch cats. I think that'd be so funny. <laughs> okay. Expect me. Expect me to get drunk and sing along because I know all of the songs. Expect it. I mean, same. <laughs> I mean, if same. you need to reach out to somebody <laughs> and just talk, we are self quarantined and we're fucking here. <laughs> For sure. I'm ready to talk um, to whoever needs to be talked to. Listen, I'm doing my please. makeup. I'm doing my a full face for for video chat. Okay. That's where Share I'm at. With, with everybody that you think needs a smile, a laugh, anything. You know, we. A virtual hug. Yeah. We want to be elbow here bump. for everybody <laughs> during these turbulent times. Um, I actually had someone comment on a status that I had posted about, oh, it was, I posted a status last week. Literally, we were like self-isolating for two days and I posted a status and I was like, check on your extrovert friends. We are not okay. And somebody commented on that and she's like, yeah, I've been stuck at home with my kids. And she's like, what's getting me by is conversational podcasts that make me feel like I'm not home alone. And I was yeah. like, it's true. It is true. It's like if, if I do that, I listen to podcasts and it feels like I've got yeah. friends here with me giving me their opinions. And it, you, we need more than ever. We need those like venues for uh, companionship and community, you know. Go Definitely. to Um, You can join our Facebook, which is an incredible social supportive community you can just email us you can join our patreon where you get to see bonus content like video of this episode um yeah uh we hope you guys are are being safe that everyone is well and that they're doing what they can to take care of themselves and their loved ones um yeah 
I'm getting emotional. I'm on my <laughs> period. What can I say? We love you guys. <laughs> Cheers. 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 <laughs>